Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Goldie on Ice podcast. I am Steve Goldstein, play-by-play television announcer for the Florida Panthers. We talk everything Panthers and NHL here on the podcast. The podcast would not be possible without our sponsors, so we do want to thank them and advise you as you listen to this podcast to not only spread the word, download, subscribe to your friends, uh, but also take a few moments to listen to our sponsor's message. Ken Morris and the Morris Southeast Real Estate Group, Orion of ONA Job Site Solutions, the Sides Foundation, Dave Lister runs it, and it's the fight against pediatric cancer, and BNT Windows. They do a great job with impact windows, so get in touch with Tom and the guys at BNT Windows. Well, as usual, this playoff year, even though it's anything but usual, I've been able to work uh, hosting the Stanley Cup final for Westwood One. Of course, uh, not inside the bubble in Edmonton, doing it remotely, but did have a chance to speak with Pierre Maguire from NBC Sports and Mike Madano, who was part of the last and only franchise Stanley Cup victory in Dallas slash Minnesota uh, North Stars and Stars history. So it's a great listen. Listening on interviews with those two guys, Pierre Maguire and Mike Medano. We're now joined by NBC Sports' Pierre Maguire, who has been in that NHL bubble, Pierre, two months. But but your quarantine actually started before that. Take us through your whole journey here. <laughs> well, good to visit with you, Steve. First of all, I, uh, I got a call from the NBC legal department on a Saturday night in mid-July, and they said, um, if you're going to fly from Montreal to Edmonton, you're going to have to get to uh, your home in Quebec uh, two weeks before your departure date. So that meant that I had to pack everything and uh, go up to Canada on a Monday. This was a late Saturday night, and I have a son that's playing junior hockey in British Columbia. So I actually had to pack him as well. He's gone for the entire year. So between the two of us, we got everything packed. We drove up to Canada. Uh, his mother, my wife, were already was already up there. So we got them up there and then uh, quarantined for two weeks at my home in northern Quebec. And the RCMP visited and called, and that was great. They couldn't have been more hospitable just to make sure we were still part of the quarantine. And then I flew to Edmonton, and I quarantined for four days in my hotel room in Edmonton before I was actually allowed in the arena. <laughs> Well, what a journey. What what have you thought, Pierre, about the the way the NHL has handled it and the quality of the hockey on the ice here the last couple of months? I've been in the National Hockey League for 32 years, Steve, and I don't think I've ever been more proud of the league, of the players, of the coaches, of the management teams. Um, this has been just a phenomenal exercise in professionalism. Uh, I'm so proud of everybody that's been part of it, whether they were in the Toronto bubble or whether they were in the Edmonton bubble or they were part of both, um, like the Islanders in Tampa. It's just been an amazing experience, unique, uh, very worthwhile, something I've learned so much about so many different people and so many different things. And um, especially the officials, by the way, I just want to give a shout out, Steve, to the officials. The professionalism of the officiating staff here has been off the charts. And uh, I was fortunate to be in the same hotel with them. I worked out with most of those guys every day. And I can just tell you their commitment to their craft is overwhelming. So it's been uh, full on success, I think, and something that uh, the league should be very proud of. But everybody that's been in these two bubbles, I will uh, always look at them with reverence just because of uh, what they've gone through. And it's something I really respect. Yeah, terrific points there, Pierre. All right, let's get uh, onto the ice, the stars. Uh, did you think maybe their best shot was last night? Do you still give them some hope? We all know it's very tough to come back from 3-1 in the cup final. 
Boy, they just never go away, though. They're so darn resilient. I've done every single one of their playoff games since they've been here in Edmonton. And, you know, they looked like they were going to lose to Calgary, and they didn't. It looked like they were going to lose to Colorado, and they didn't. It looked like after game two in the Vegas series that they were going to be in big trouble, and they weren't. You know, they just keep finding a way. Um, this is a little bit bigger, a bigger hole that uh, they have to dig out of, which is not going to be easy. Uh, the one thing I would say, to be fair to Dallas, uh, not having Radic Foxa, uh, not having Blake Como, potentially not having Rope Hints uh, for this huge game five, that's problematic. I mean, that's a big part of their identity is all those guys can skate. They're all big and they're all pretty nasty. And if you lose three of them and it looks like they will for game five, that, that takes a lot of uh, artillery out of your arsenal. Pierre, do you, do you feel like, you know, Tampa's been on this long journey? We know about the plight with this, you know, main core group, about half the team been together, knocking on the door all these years. You feel like it's maybe just their time, it's their cup now? Well, the Bruins would have had something to say about that. So could Columbus. I mean, if you think back to some of the arduous uh, series they had to play, even though they were gone in five games, those series, those were very long physical series with lots of overtime. I mean, the five overtime game against Columbus, if Braden Point doesn't score to end that game, who knows what happens in that series. So having been part of two Stanley Cup winners back in the early 90s with Pittsburgh, I can tell you every time you win the Cup, Steve, you got to slay the dragon at some point. And for Tampa, I think they've had to do it more than once. You know, the multiple overtime period games in the Columbus series, the same thing with the Bruins series, the Islanders series. I mean, they, they were looking at disaster right in the eye, and they found a way to overcome it. So I, I'm a real big believer if you can find a way to adapt and overcome certain uh, situations in a playoff series, you're going to be successful, and Tampa's been able to do that. I I, I think the ultimate thing, though, Steve, and, and you see them a ton, is when they added Blake Coleman and Barkley Goodrow and moved uh, Yanni Gord from wing to center, that changed the entire complexion of their team. It really did. Before you go, Pierre, if Tampa closes it out tonight, who's your playoff MVP? There's a lot of ways you could go with this. Um, you know, some people will look at Vasilevsky. He hasn't uh, given up the net once the entire playoff season, which is amazing to me. Braden Point's been off the charts good. Victor Hedman has been so stellar. Uh, Nikita Kucherov's been amazing. So I, I can't pick one, but I can tell you, I would imagine it'll be one of those four names that I just gave you. It's just it's it's just going to be too darn tough. Um, it'll be very interesting to see. And I stress this because I respect Dallas so much. If if Tampa is able to win tonight, it'll be very interesting to see who wins the Cosmite because there's a lot of different directions they can go. Pierre, we appreciate the time. Enjoy Game 5 coming up here, and uh, hopefully I'll see you face-to-face -face one of these days again. Thanks. <laughs> really nice visiting with you, Steve. Thanks very much for having me. Enjoy the games tonight, everybody. All right, well, Mike, you know, I'm sure you remember it like it was yesterday. What was the feeling like for winning a Stanley Cup and help, helping out hockey in a place like Dallas at the time? Oh, boy. It was, I think the first uh, feeling was a sense of relief that it was just finally over. You know, I think you feel like win, lose, or draw, whatever. It's just finally it was a long night. We're just like uh, – at that point then, we were just running on fumes. There really wasn't many opportunities to score on both sides. So, um, you know, obviously it's just a scramble in front, obviously the way it goes and bodies and, you know, Hasek went down. But, yeah, there was, it was, it was a ton of relief, I think, uh, just for my sake because uh, I started with that organization. So there's a little bit, as time goes on, there's a little bit more and more uh, – 
stress and pressure to kind of finally win one for the team that figured that uh, you could take them to that uh, that promised land. So there's a little bit of uh, relief in that sense, but um, boy, it was uh, it was nice to get over with and and the, the whole. Dallas, Texas, and, and the growth of hockey, uh, I think that's even more uh, sentimental, too, as when you look back to see what kind of what kind of hand you had in that at the early early 90s and what the growth has become now and uh, when you look back at it all. Does it amaze you we have NHL players I mean, guys like Seth Jones and Blake Coleman of Tampa in this series that are from Texas and really impact players in the league now? Yeah, it's really uh, it's really getting to the point where you know that that development system in Dallas is really good. There's a great ton of coaches. I actually knew Popeye Jones back in the day when he was playing, and he had a little young kid, and uh, you know he's like I'm taking my boy all over the place playing hockey, and then all of a sudden he, I, I see him, he's drafted. But uh, yeah, it's like uh, time flies. But yeah, I think the the development of the kids are there, and you're finding more and more kids growing and and born from southern states that are are finally making a big impact. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, getting into this series and this playoff run from the Stars. As you've watched it, what have you liked about this team? And certainly, you know, great story as they had to make a coaching change and uh, they're getting to the cup final with a backup goaltender. Yeah, I think those those two are, are just the, the real big storylines of this team. Uh, you know, considering, you know, the, the issue with Montgomery when he got let go and then bonus uh, having to come in there. I don't know, you know, the pandemic's been a bad thing, but I think it might have been a good thing for him to kind of take a, a seat back and, and take a, a look at his team and what he could do and, and then try to get a fresh start with this mini camp they had after, um, you know, hockey restarted in the bubble. So um, I think it benefited uh, Rick a little bit to kind of give a, a little bit more understanding of what type of team he had. But, uh, you know, the bones was always there. I mean, they were a good uh, smothering defensive type team, but they had some speed and, and uh, they're able to beat you a lot of different ways. So um, and of course, uh, Kadobin, I mean, I think uh, Bishop was their main guy, obviously, for a long time. They got him to kind of help him get over that hump. And and here's Kadobin making a name for himself. And uh, um, so it's a uh, it's a tale of two stories. I mean, but uh they seem to hit their stride. I think last night uh, set them back, obviously. So they got a little bit of a uphill battle now in front in front of them. And no question, as we talk hockey here with Mike Madano, knows a thing or two about scoring goals in the NHL. What do you think about that Tampa top line, and in particular that chemistry that Kucherov and Point have together? It's really fun to watch. I think it's uh, you know they're both very. Uh, uh, the ability so high to be able to uh, beat some players one-on-one, find some space for them, find some space for them, and then they make their uh, their other their other uh, line mates so good. So um, it's uh, it's been fun to watch. I've always been a fan of Kucherov. I think points kind of come out of nowhere and kind of made a name for himself. So, um, but yeah, I mean, between the two of them, uh, it's been uh, it's been fun to fun to watch. You don't have too many guys who've scored more than 30 points in a playoff series. It's been a long time, I think, and it's only happened a couple times that they've been on the same team. Yeah, no question. First time since 09 when Crosby and Malkin uh, did it. You know, in this day and age, there's so much, you know, information, as you know, Mike, you know, numbers and stats and advanced stats, but what does things like leadership and desire mean for a team trying to get to the promised land and win that Stanley Cup? How important of a factor is that still? Um, you know, it's, it's very important if those type of leaders and, uh, 
guys who are really established uh, players have a little bit of experience. I think that's able to, you know, hand it down to a lot of guys. I think we were, when I look back on our team, we we're fortunate to have a lot of guys who uh, had won. They knew what it took to win, the sacrifice, the commitment, the whole thing. Until you experience yourself and go through the, you know, the physical, the mental demand of every other day for two months and uh, the highs and the lows and the momentum shifts. I mean, it's really hard to explain to someone who hasn't been through it until they've uh, experienced themselves. Um, with that said, I think the leadership kind of just adds a little bit of uh, some poise, some calmness. Um, you know, not letting people get too high after losses or, or wins. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's very helpful, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's an experience you have to see to yourself uh, personally in, in order to really understand and truly get a, a grasp of what everybody's talking about. Mike, how are you enjoying uh, your front office NHL role now? It's been great. I, I've, I've chatted with Billy Guerin quite often. Uh, it, it looks like I may head to uh, Minnesota in about a week and get ready for the draft. So um, it's been promising. A couple of big moves he's made, a couple of great trades. Uh, um, I think we knew kind of what uh, the status with Miko Koivu was going to go into the offseason. But uh, bringing in Bukestad, uh, you know, and um, – making some uh, some splashes early so he's he's kind of excited um I, I think bill's mentality is not to be vanilla anymore you got to make hard decisions and big moves to to get better and I, I think he's all over it so it's been fun uh, uh collaborating with him and talking about our, our personnel and, and working with craig leopold and uh so it's been a lot of fun i've enjoyed it it's kind of got me excited about it being part of the hockey side again and uh um, you know, so I've, I've been kind of tinkling with, um, all these kind of departments, but when you're on the hockey side, it's a little bit more of, a of a, um, a little more of an excitement on the day to day for sure. Oh, good for you. Get the competitive uh, juices going again, Mike. We really sure. appreciate the time. Thanks for doing this. You got it. Anytime guys. Thanks for having me. Time to tell you about Ken Morris and Morris Southeast group. We appreciate Ken being a supporter of the podcast. Right from the beginning, now, for all you folks out there, if you own commercial real estate, if you're looking to lease or purchase, call Ken. He represents buyers, sellers, landlords, and tenants. 954-240-4400. That's 954-240-4400 for Ken Morris. He's a class guy, a straight shooter, qualified and knowledgeable. He's the type of guy you want to do business with. And he's a South Florida guy with a great reputation. Again, it's Ken Morris and his group, which does an outstanding real estate job. 954-240-4400. Time to take a moment out to tell you about something very important, the fight against pediatric cancer. And we're doing that through SIDES, the SIDES Foundation. Sydney Lister at age 15 battled Ewing sarcoma and she beat it and she's doing great today. Out of that struggle came SIDES, a foundation formed to fight pediatric cancer, to help fund Children's Cancer Research, and help South Florida families with kids fighting the disease. Dave Lister is Sid's dad. He's in charge of SIDS and does so much for those families. So I encourage you to help out. Check out SIDS on Facebook, their Facebook page, S-I-D-E-S. Everything is on there. Or you can also call this important number, 954-594-5763. That's 954-594-5763. 5763 help us help Dave Lister and help everybody fight pediatric cancer and help out families that need it through the Sides Foundation.
Orient and Associates Management Group is a prime subcontractor out of Hollywood, Florida. So all of you prime contractors out there, he provides any construction services needed. Call Orient and ONA today at 954-922-8660. Online, it's onamanagementgroup.com. They also handle hauling. If you have demolition waste, non-hazardous material, they handle your trucking needs. More than 25 years of experience, you can trust their professionalism. Again, it's 954-992-8660 for Orion and ONA Management. 